I am unashamed. What about you? I appreciate everyone's patience. You got to realize this is day two of the split. And it's, it takes me a while to reboot. <laughs> reboot to just normal living or... Well, I mean, you think about it. The, term, Phil, the word is acclimated. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 but in the technology you, world, it's I'm rebooting the yeah. sensors. Because you just duck hunt for two weeks. Yeah. But I have a life, you know. I have <laughs> responsibilities. I'm still doing stuff. And so then you throw in <laughs> duck hunting with that. It. That's why I was getting all my words messed up. I couldn't think straight. <laughs> he was land blasting. I look up. During duck season, you get up a lot of mornings dazed and confused. I actually told Missy about the land blasting versus... Lambasted. 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 Yeah. And she's like, that is so embarrassing <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, let no, me you, tell butchered, you, you butchered the English language. Follow right in line. In the redneck. Mom world, loved it. It is funny. It's acceptable. And <laughs> we have thick skin. I have, I, I claim to be good at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, maybe we'll put that in there too. So the, verse, the man who was good at nothing. Yeah, there's a certain talent in that. Yeah. So I do want to give you a couple of positive vibes that happened. So I had a, a technology issue where my phone upgraded. I think I shared this before. Mm-hmm. And the volume doesn't work. And it caused me to be late a couple times and miss a morning duck hunt. Yep. Which I, had never happened before. So here's what you do. Now you say, okay, well, you need a new phone. Yeah, do you know what phones cost? You could buy a shotgun for the price of a phone. This phone right here, well, this is an old one, but a new one like this. Boom, boom, boom. About 1200 bucks. I'm glad we have uh, 1200 great, great companies one. who have... Yeah. Uh, donated their weapons that we are to shoot to prove they are the greatest. <laughs> Let me tell you a happy Benelli. story. <laughs> Let me tell you a happy story, Phil. So what I do is, you say, what 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 do you do when things like, like this happen? So I went to a couple of stores, and I was looking for an alarm, an alarm clock. Oh, boy. Guess what? Tough find. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Ask your mother. Your I mother your mother in the last in the last true. year has purchased <laughs> at least twenty clocks trying to get to figure out how you set the alarm where it'll go. <laughs> All right, well, and she says, this. Can you figure this out? And look, I've got them and tried them. I couldn't figure it out. Let me give you a riddle here. So I find it there at was a no place. On and off. Look, I found it at a place which this place also was one of the top five reasons why I moved from Austin. The lack of having one of these places. I already know what you're going to say. Can you name this place? I know what it is. Dad doesn't know. It's a little a little place called Dollar General. General. I knew that's what Look, in our area, we have one. Pretty much every half a mile. About every half a mile. And the, I couldn't find one in Austin. You know what? So what does so it I, mean when your father has never been to that what that dollar? Because what is it? A dollar you get in? Dollar you, well, the most you spend is a dollar? At one time. Dollar general means this stuff is cheap. 
Yeah, it yep. sounds like yep. it, but I've never been in a to Dollar the, General, so I don't know. What I it, think that's how they started, but they've sort of expanded their deal, and you know they've got. I mean, I, I go there all the time. I'm the same Do you I, tend to spend more than a dollar? You spend more than a dollar. Well, yeah, but I think their their principle is, and and I this disclaimer, I actually own the do, Dollar General stock, so, so I'm a part owner in the company technically. <laughs> Now, I have a little bit, but it's something. I'm feeling better about the 20 clocks Miss Kay has purchased if they went the, the debt dollar general route because she that's some so little gravy she money. Needs to go to so listen to this story. So I could have spent $1,200 on a new phone, or I go to Dollar General, and for $4.75, and I think that's the Dollar General, you, you spend a few dollars. Yeah. And I got an alarm clock. Which, by the way, it's better to be branded as Dollar General, which, you, like you say, you could expand. Unlike the Dollar Tree, where everything's a dollar, they just had to rebrand to the dollar and a quarter tree mm-hmm. because of inflation. So well, people are after this market. There's another chain called Five Below. And that uh, doesn't mean it's cold. It means <laughs> most of the stuff in here is below $5. Really? Just, just a little factoid. So they try to keep everything they have in there. Below five. Dollar months. General is actually expanding. They're gonna have they they just opened up a new idea where they're gonna have like up to five. I don't think that's the name, but it's they're playing with that because well, inflation, I guess. Have I you know. stopped at the new one that's not yeah, quite to our house with course. the food in there? I made a court courtesy call. To check it out because I thought so. When you walked they in, they have actually produced some questions. Here's what's crazy if it were me and if I had ever walked into one of them, which yeah. I haven't. Yeah, so when you walk into this thing, uh, Dollar General, mm-hmm. what kind of clientele? Just uh, oh, our, if you, if our you kinda, just our kind of people, people who spend you started all... right to left and gazed, <laughs> okay, who would you for what kind of clientele? People who spend a lot of time outside, <laughs> thus the slang redneck. That's right, they, they're burned. Like, if you look at my neck, it's a different color. So these are working people who are Absolutely. in there. Yeah. Absolutely. And so and I, it's in their communities. I'm saying working, but I'm, I'm being gentle with that term. Well, well you stay in town. Okay. That's right. So I, you know, where's the alarm clock? You know, aisle four past the, okay, they knew exactly. They have alarm clocks. $4.75. So here's, here's, here's the funny part. So I take this. It's a little petite. You got to remember, this is under five are, bucks. Are these battery operated or plug them in? Took one battery, one double A battery. One double A battery. I inserted the battery, I set the alarm, and I, I waited with anticipation for the next <laughs> duck duck season day to yep. see what happens. This was crazy. So it's when it went off, it was a high pitched sound, and it was kind of like what do you call it when you're on the. Uh, Operating table and they they have the uh, the flat the thing you don't want it to go flat line but it so it starts off with a beep <laughs> beep beep high pitch yeah which woke me up but then it accelerates in, in its passion so it's like it, hurry hurry you well, gotta get it's out. like goes to the flat line beep 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 beep, beep. And I thought, how clever is this? If this doesn't wake you up, you are dead. (laughs) So look, my dogs start barking when they hear it because it's a high pitch. It awakened the dogs. It awakened the dog and and aroused them. And I thought, (laughs) for four dollars and seventy five cents, 
I have now got not only an alarm clock, but an alarm clock that triggers a reaction from my dog. So if this doesn't wake up, then they're going to start barking. Then the dog. Oh, yeah. And look, when I took Biggin outside, the whole neighborhood of dogs were howling. <laughs> I thought this is the greatest <laughs> alarm clock ever. Not only have I awakened myself, all dogs, and the neighborhood. Just think of the research that had to be done where this wakes up not only you and the personnel <laughs> located near you. This goes all the way to where the dogs are lying outside under the shrubbery. In the whole neighborhood. And this I spent neighborhood. $4.75. It was under $5. I literally felt like I had stolen something. I oh. wanted to go back up there and throw in another five. <laughs> well, you did better than your mother because I don't. she missed that one because... <laughs> I don't like the idea that if you're going to go to sleep and and uh, if you want to get up at 9 o'clock, if it's 8 to 9 when you put that, it'll start beeping. You're, you're, you're 12 hours away, but, but you're still within 8 to 9. I'm going to go sleep. I want you to get me up at a quarter to 9 tomorrow. But but You've it, lost it, it won't here. let you do it. it. As soon as you do that, it goes beep, 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 beep. It starts what you're talking about. I said, why wouldn't they just wait? That It's just 15 minutes, but you got to get past nine if you want to set it to get you up before nine, eight to nine. That, it, it's a problem. Yeah, you lost me on that. I, I, I'm i not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. If you want to set your alarm clock, it costs $4 okay. to wake you up in the morning at nine o'clock. Yes. You have to wait till after nine o'clock the night before to set it, or it will go off as soon as you put it on. You sit it down. Oh, there's an AMPM issue. Yeah. yeah, big time. I wanna, I wanna set it. It's, it's ten to nine. Wake me up at nine o'clock. I got to wait. I got to sit down. Wait the other ten minutes till it gets through ringing. So dads have to wait till the way this sounds is you're sleeping more than twelve. What if you sleep? I don't think they figured somebody was gonna sleep more than twelve hours. Gee whiz. <laughs> oh, we've had a podcast podcast first. Y'all say I don't laugh enough. I'm laughing at this because yeah, there are some individuals. <laughs> wow. I'm just a bastard that have to wait till past a certain time to set his alarm clock. Oh yeah. All yeah, the they're time. sitting there. Kay's on the couch. <laughs> Phil's on the chair. They're having to uh, wait till after nine to set it if they wanted to get up at nine. That's correct. <laughs> All right, I got it. It's a problem. <laughs> well, that's a problem I did not know was there in our society. Yeah, but but they they do have electronic ones, Dad. That you can set it anytime you want to to a.m. or p.m. And so it could be sixteen hours before, but you put nine. A.M. Okay, and it's going to go off. Yeah, but these don't have that. Yeah, that's what you got. You know what's crazy is me and you are the only two people because I had a phone problem and you don't have a cell phone. Everybody else, they're like, "What? What are they talking about?" Do they set cell phones to wake them up? Oh, yeah, that's what I use. But when my volume quit working, well, just think about a guy. I'm lost in a wilderness because all of these cell phones are taking care of time. But I, I've never purchased one a cell phone, so right, right. so I'm not I'm not tuned into that at I all. I recommend going to Dollar General and getting you another alarm clock because mine I didn't have to wait, but I didn't. Dan s- ordered them. Dan the the, the 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 butler, he ordered. 
Don't uh, order it. You can drive five miles. Well, I didn't know that. Or he half said, a mile. He said, I got to order them. So we ordered yeah. two, and he brought them in there. I said, this one I can make. I can figure out to tell Miss Kay how it works. I said, you can set this thing. I said, turn the alarm on, get it ready. And I said, it'll ring at the time it says it will. You know? So if you're wondering what this has to do with the Bible, I thought about this because when we got to Matthew 23, it's like Jesus' alarm clock went off. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, alarm. Beep, 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 beep. But think you, about it. This group of people, Pharisees, teachers of the law. It presents a problem because and if you're looking forward to the morning, one of the persons involved is me. I'm getting up at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Miss right. K says, I want to get up at 8.30 a.m. Well. Because she's they, a night owl. Yeah, I have one clock over here. Yep. So it's got to where now I have a clock if you want to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And she's got a clock. She has a clock that says, no, I want to wait to 8.30. You have to have two I o'clock. don't mean this to be insulting, <laughs> but they actually sell an alarm clock that has two options. You for can times. do two different You can times. set one. On your phone, you can do like up to, I guess, infinity. You can set multiple numbers. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. But a, if your volume there. doesn't work, you can, it does, it's, my alarm goes off on my phone. I'll be the first one to tell you. My no problem volume. is ignorance of the issue. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, I, I think would, our listeners. I'm not used to, I, 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 don't, I don't have a watch. I never own one. So I. When you've gone I've got through, these devices, this, you know, four o'clock. Most of the time, I get up at like five to four. Well, there you go. <laughs> that is the actual alarm. Oh, you set an I alarm. I set the alarm. See, while we were yeah. talking, I set the alarm for two. Yeah, minutes. how's that gonna wake somebody up? Well, you can make it louder. No, that wouldn't wake Phil up. That would just make him dream about <laughs> being on a beach, yeah. looking for some woods to hunt in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can make it different sounds. That was just the. Sound of yeah. mine. I guess that automatically but does that. I have no sound. Because you don't have your volume done. Well, I have that a reoccurring work. dream all the time. Hang on, Dad. Before, before you tell that, let's take a break. So, right now, somebody out there may be looking at your house and thinking it looks exactly like something they'd like to have for themselves. The bad news is, these days, there are ways to make that happen especially when you're savvy on the internet, which I know you're not, Dad. But there are people out there that are. They're cyber thieves. A lot of people would look at my house and say, we didn't know that y'all just had a tornado. (laughs) And there was no tornado. (laughs) You're like those, uh, the tornado came through and did a few thousand dollars worth of improvements? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, uh, most time people may not look at your house and want to steal it, but they look at other people's and say, the main thing they want to steal in your house is, is worth something, Dad, because you have a lot of equity in it. You own your home. So that's what they're looking for. They go in, they steal your title, you've got equity, and so they borrow money against your equity that you paid your home off for. So you want to be able to protect yourself from this. The way you do that is go to HomeTitleLock.com. You register your address. You make sure that you still do own your home and your title. You enter the code RADIO, and they're going to give you 30 days of free protection so you can try them out. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code RADIO to make sure you own your home. It's groups of individuals of various ethnicities that are after me. I'm running. They're catching up, and it's quite the scrap for a few minutes there. 
all the time. I dream like that. Groups are chasing me, and and I'm trying to outrun them. But I, it's quite the rigmarole, according to Miss K. Which is why he needs 12 hours, because he's got a lot of battles to fight yep. at. Yeah, that's a why lot he of needs 12 to hours of sleep. There's... <laughs> we spent a lot of that time in battle, so he needs some rest up time. That's, that's right. <laughs> oh, I've heard some of the stories. And unfortunately, Mom has been represented in real time as one of those people trying to get that's you. That's right. So one time you were trying to peel, somebody was stepping on your hand, and you were trying to peel off the fingers, which I'm actually... hanging on a cliff. <laughs> I mean, I'm hanging just on off of a cliff, and they're stomping my fingers, and I'm trying to get my feet up where I can kick them back off of me, where I can come back over that ledge, you know. But I look her up, and it's her saying, "Whoa, whoa!" And he's peeling mom's fingers as he's think he's he's in his dream. He's peeling the toes of his oppressor. But in real life, it's mom's fingers, yep. which are happening. Maybe to... you need to talk to a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Some have recommended more of a shrink. <laughs> well, so I don't know. So what's so what's your takeaway from all, all your alarm issues? Now you're set. You're good to go. Yeah, I'm good to go. I uh, I mean, for what I'm saying is for four dollars and I was just say for five bucks, maybe you can pick one up for dad. Yeah. You know what? I'll go up there and see. Christmas, you know, four bucks, five bucks. <laughs> it's the season, Jace. It is the most annoying. I mean, it was just crazy how annoying this was, and it triggered those dogs. I thought, this is amazing. And Missy, she didn't like it. That's right. She didn't, because it woke her up. Well, going in there, a text, when you get to, uh, when you when you finally do, where Jesus meets the Pharisees, uh, he says, about three or four times, Matthew 16, he will be betrayed by a certain group of individuals. They're identified. Must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, the most the most religious people on the face of the earth. Where you Jesus at? said, I'm in Matthew 16. Uh, the most religious people, he must be killed. And on the third day, Oops, be raised to life. And the alarm clock says, yep. <clears throat> so you got 17, Jace. He's going to be betrayed into the hands of men, he says. But he's already identified them. Chapter 20, we're going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and teachers of the law. So when you turn another page or two, the people that had been identified as the murderers, they're the ones he's talking to. He's talking to the the murderers, and he's predicted they it called them by, by name. You're the ones that are going to betray me. It, he what they didn't know, it would save the world, and even them. When when finally Jesus dies, is buried and raised from the dead, and he finally leaves after showing everybody. Acts chapter one, Luke informs the world that after his suffering. He, he told, talking about the kingdom, he, he did many things to convince them he was alive. So a lot of those Jews that had said crucify him in Acts chapter 2, Peter sitting there, the one with the kingdom, gates to the kingdom, the keys, and it looks, well, lo and behold, some of them were like, ah, oh, we killed the author of life. We killed the Messiah, and he's going to save us by his death, and we're going to kill him not knowing this is the way it was going to go down. You talk about a story on how that all came together. It simply is amazing. Yep. 
A lot of them, they were cut to the heart because they said, good night, we're sitting there, crucify him, crucify him, just mob. Well, Jesus had Peter be the one who also said, you're never going to die. You know, no way, you know. And he said, get behind me, Satan. So he was having— That's what I was fixed to bring up. All that friction out for all these blessings to come, and by his death, he would destroy the ones who murdered him. And, and save the ones who are go- who, the murder. And he said, I'm going to save you, and this is what you just did. I mean, you just think about that. They were like, what in the world? Well, in Matthew 16, when he said that, because he he said the, t- the elders, the priests, the teachers of the law, they have to understand that he's going to be handed to them. Yep. And that. He must be killed on the third day, be raised alive. So G- Peter said, "Well, never." But see, the Th- prophets this will never the, remember the prophets. The prophets had said, like Isaiah fifty-three. You read them; he's going to appear like a root out of die, dry ground. He's going to die, be pierced for our sins. But there'll there'll be a burial in the rich man's tomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all of that Al had to be fulfilled for him to be who he said he was. Right. The fulfillment of all of what the prophet said. Well, you just think about a couple of thousand years later, hundreds at least of years later, seven, eight hundred, you know, the, what the prophets were saying. You're like, man, what a way to get something proven to be true. He fulfilled every text that said who he is, where he'd be born, what they would call him, what he would do, who would kill him, how they would kill him. You just look at it and you say, man, there's a lot of stuff coming together at the same time. And during the Roman Empire, you know, you know, 2020 to 2030, you know, 34 years, all this went down. You talk of 33, 34, you talk about a, a happening. That was a happening, Al. Well, and that's probably the number one word that Matthew uses throughout the whole book is fulfillment. Fulfillment. Fulfillment of the law, fulfillment of the prophecy, fulfillment of the law. You know, all these different things that are there. This is to fulfill what was written. That's what Peter said. You called it a happening, and Peter said, this shall never happen to you. Oh, yeah. Verse 22. But what I I find interesting is when he said, get behind me, Satan, you're a stumbling block to me, he then said, why? He said, you don't have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. And you think about what's the number one thing that people accuse their lack of belief in God over. It's usually, well, why do people die or why do bad things happen to good people? Because in the mind of men, death is always negative. That's why Peter said, well, this will never happen. You're not going to die. And he's like, if he would have listened a little more careful, and I'm not picking on Peter because we have the same problem because we tend to think like the mind, mind of men. You go to the doctor and they say, oh, you got two weeks to live. What happens? Panic. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, what happened? What happened? Well, you knew that in the back of your mind that that was going to happen. You know, just like. The reason we didn't panic when the coronavirus hits is you're like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? You could die. Well, for us, okay. It's going to happen that, at some it, point. Yeah, at some point, I'm dying of something. I could be on the way to get my mask and my vaccine shot and have a wreck and die. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you're just being 
crazy. No, that that's a reality. It happened. I mean, if you look at the deaths that happen in the world every day, it's a staggering number. Staggering. So when you look at it from God's perspective, if death is not a problem, in, in actuality, in this case, it was an answer to answer. a problem. That is correct. Which is why we have the mind of God. See, my phone is ringing, and you don't hear it. <laughs> I thought you said it turned off. So how did you no know light. it was ringing? Well, I felt it. It it does a slight vibration, but no sound. Here, same thing the alarm does. Right, nothing. So if you put it against a piece of wood, it might go. Jace, I always zzz. remember this. Too high tech. <laughs> Too high tech. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we just have a problem. There's enough trouble in the world without you saying, "Did it buzz my leg while ago?" Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get I don't want to get any devices. The upgrade I think I the of the phone <laughs> caused, like right now against this. I've phone, got a creature that's sick to bite me on the leg if my leg is pulsating while I'm just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, I, well, if I made a list of woes for this phone, I'd have I wouldn't have seven. I'd have two. You know, one is. There's some you you have acts quick access to bad material. Here. Yeah, I don't like that's it. one. I whoa, like whoa, and I don't. I mean, whoa, as in whoa. And two, I don't have any sound. That's a whoa, because what's the use in having it if it if doesn't make a sound? Working, right? You're getting to my point. So we're headed to set. I guess when I get to seven, I'll probably get a new phone. Yeah. Right now we just have two. <laughs> or you could just throw it in the water like that and be done with it. Chunk it. Too much trouble. Twelve hundred dollars. Would you chunk twelve hundred dollars in the water and just say, uh, "I wouldn't spend twelve hundred dollars <laughs> well, on something like good. that." Uh-huh. It's going to do more than what it's doing, vibrating on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't worth twelve hundred, Jace. <laughs> it's the value of the vibration. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I mean, twelve hundred dollars—that's a lot of money. Steep. Let's, let's take. Let's take a break. So one of the things we enjoy on the set of Unashamed is our Black Rifle coffee. Murdered Out is our particular flavor we like because it's the double black because we like it strong. Uh, But they have coffee for every palate. So they're really good guys. It's a veteran-owned coffee company. They serve premium coffee. Uh, Their veteran and CEO and founder is a man named Evan Hafer. He spent over seven years on the ground overseas with special forces and as a CIA contractor. So this guy knows his way around a foxhole and around the world. And he's decided to make great coffee. They donate a lot of coffee uh, to servicemen, to first responders. So they've got a great heart for people. We like that. Make your holidays better by giving the gift of Black Rifle Coffee. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash fill today. Check out the best coffee in America. They got the coffee club. They got gift subscriptions. They have gift cards. They got a lot of premium coffee. Check them out. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash fill. Use the code fill at checkout. You're going to receive 20% off your coffee, apparel, and gear, as well as 20% off your first month of the coffee club. Make your holidays better with Black Rifle Coffee. My first truck is the next. Thousand. Is the next one you get? Will it top twelve hundred? I'm just guessing that it is. I mean, I don't know the current prices of cell phones. No, the problem that happens, Dad, is as Jay's described it. So you get a phone, it works. You know, you figure out how to make it work. Then they upgrade it. What about a person they, who goes they, through they life? They make it better by destroying it. Then you got to buy a new phone. What about yeah. a person who goes through life and he never is awakened 
are disturbed by buzzing sounds. He's a thing with him that th- he doesn't have that thing. Yeah. So he, he it's, he's he's not tuned into it at all. Would it be more peaceful without it than with it? It's just a question. I don't know. Most people have a cell phone, and I said, would it be more peaceful for you if you didn't have that to worry with, to talk to, to start, to finish, to charge? Would it be just better just roll through You'd probably be more peaceful and less informed. Yeah. And less... But less informed about what? I mean, well, you know, you said, well, you wouldn't know anything about the stock market. I said, uh-oh, that just kills me. <laughs> I mean, you don't know anything about the robbery, the murder, the killing, the shooting, the rapings, the pillage. Yeah. You wouldn't know as much. Yeah. But you, you didn't also have don't know what time And look, you can see pictures, you know, women gyrating. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Technically, you get the same thing from a I television. just smell trouble coming out of that thing, but maybe I'm wrong, looking at it wrong. They say, yeah, but you got to get informed, son. I said, Women jumping up around and doing what they're doing. I said, "Look, All it's right, just valid point." I, I'll, <laughs> okay, I'll okay. give you a check. On that. <laughs> checkmate. Check. Check. <laughs> Chase gives the red check on that one. Check. So. He moved the night to check. Right. Okay. So where were we? Where were we? I don't know. My phone started ringing. It was chaos. What about I was thinking, sound the alarm, sound the alarm. Jesus, I mean, we're right almost to where. Why Jesus don't you dies. read? Why don't you read? Just start, instead of reading it all, you can get a big chunk of it. Just start in Matthew 23 and start verse 16. Woe to you blind guys. Well, there's seven woes. Seven woes. And I think we left off. Because uh, this is brutal. Well, we set it well, up. Well, he says, you got to remember, the, the biggest problem here is that these people that he's addressing right here were elevating themselves rather than their Lord and Creator. Right. I they, worry. They wanted to look holy. They said it was all about how holy. I look. I worry because I love them. I worry about modern day Jews who have access to these texts. And I'm just worried about them that when they read these texts about themselves, the ones who are still waiting on the Messiah in the world. Go to modern-day Israel and stand up and get the best minds you have, religious people, and say, look, y'all, this Messiah, he was a Jew through and through. His disciples were Jews. He's talking to them right here. Don't be like these people, but I don't. They are like these people. Well, some, but, some. but when we had the guest speaker yeah, uh, a month Shulam. ago, he, he, he had a number of these Type teacher of the law and Pharisees because he it, lives it, in Israel. He is a Jew, yeah. and yet he believes in Christ. I love them because I'm not. I'm saying, my heritage Phil, he, come from the Jews. My salvation right, comes from. Phil, the he Jews. had a list of one after another who did put their faith in Jesus. So it doesn't. I mean, I, we we. Would, I mean, I'm grafted in. You all are too, Gentiles grafted into the Jewish tree. They're the root of the tree. That Romans twelve and thirteen and there, mm-hmm. or where you say, well. But 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 the, the ones that were targeted to be the author of salvation are the Jews. But you read these woes and you're like, good night. But you think about though, Dad. Think about well, it though. He that's only the Jews were only to get Jesus here. Jesus himself said, "We go all the way back to Abraham, which yep. is pre-Jew." 
that says we are people of faith. I mean, Abraham was the father of the faithful. Yeah. So really, we've been joined together in the notion of faith from even before Judaism. Jesus came along because the Jews carried him through their heritage. Yeah. And that's the reason he chose to come that way. The seed line, the seed and the timeline was all Jewish. That's right. And there were a lot of people when I went to Israel that it was evident they they embraced Jesus as Lord. I mean, it was just, it was a part of the fabric of society. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm taking a more positive spin on it because, I mean, God wants everybody to be saved. That That is the overall arching message of this. Now, he chose, I think he chose a nation just like he chose a temple in, in the Old Testament. He was giving you the shadow that he wants to have relationships with people. Right. I mean, that, that was the, in every situation where God dwelled in a nation, in a temple, in a, on a mountain, he, he wanted to connect with people. And that eventually brought Jesus so how do the you, ultimate way to connect. So how do you describe Jesus being so, this is almost the names he's calling them, uh, snakes, brood of vipers, I hypocrites. mean, I mean, he hypocrites. He's using words that that he's been. It seems rather brutal. Well, he says in verse thirty three, "How will you escape from being condemned to hell?" That's that's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. But I think it's all. But he's making the case. Remember that I've made the case for who I am. If you reject me, you have no way in. He's still saying he is the way, he's right? The way. I guess you're right. I mean, he's saying in in amongst all that, look. I am the way. And I think he's using graphic language. I love the way he described it, actually, Dad. Your fear and worries are no different than Jesus's were. You remember when he rode into town and into Jerusalem? When you read the Luke account of that, he wept. Yeah. I mean, he looked at it and said, Jerusalem, because he saw what was going to happen in 40 years down the road, and he thought, man, you're, you're going to miss it unless you – I mean, you know, he only wept a couple of times in the yeah. Bible that we the time we read about it. So he felt that way about his people too. And then Paul said, I would rather be cut off and accursed and let you make it. I mean, that's how much he longed for the Jewish people too. So yeah. you're you not the remember. only one that's had a heart for that. Jesus right, did and so did remember Paul. Start- Let's take a break. Man. Yeah. A lot of people have asked us uh, or asked me, what's the probably the best part about knowing, you know, being famous and being able to go speak and, and do all the things we get to do. My, my thing that I always point back to is the people that we get to meet uh, in the process. I mean, we met a lot of people that impact us. You know, we had Kaylee McEnany on the podcast. You meet people that are making a difference. And one of the families that's made a big difference to us is the, the Franklin Graham and his family. They have an organization called Samaritan's Purse, and they've been serving for over 50 years as an international relief organization. So they do it all in the name of Jesus. When uh, coronavirus hit New York, they're right there with their medical team. They'll help anybody at any time because they're really Jesus's. They're really Jesus's hands and feet uh, as they go out and share. One of the things they do uh, is a uh, for Samaritan's Purse is they do a, a box that they send around the world. It's a shoebox full of things that impact children. And Cy and I have done that before, too. So we really support these guys. Um, We want you to support them as well. Go to SamaritansPurse.org 
slash unashamed to make a donation that's going to change the lives of those that they work with. That's SamaritansPurse.org slash unashamed to make a donation. We really stand behind these guys and they have a great organization. Check them out. It starts off saying he was talking to the crowds and to his disciples. And then he made a transition in verse 8 because, I mean, he, he started saying the Pharisees, you know, they like the places of honor and they tie up heavy loads, but they won't, you know, lift a finger. They're hypocrites, basically. They don't practice what they preach. They love to be greedy in the marketplace. But then he looked at the disciples in the crowd and said, but you are not to be called rabbi for you only have one master and our brother. I mean, he was, so it's not like this whole thing was directed at just them because he made a practical application. When you go around, you remember who you're representing. This is not about you. So he did take this little time out in verse eight to 12. That's what I was going to read. Cause it says the greatest verse 11 among you will be your servant for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Now, to me, that's the global message to all humanity, past, present, and future, no matter what nationality. There's a central theme and rule to this whole thing that applies to not only Pharisees, teachers of the law, the crowds, the disciples, modern-day religion, future generations. And, And is it not true? For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Right. I guess that's what the point I was trying to get to, is I was saying it's not just about the Pharisees. He's just making an example of, I would say, the majority maybe, if you wanted to get a number. So then he comes up with seven woes. All right. The first Thir- one's 13 and 14. Yep. Woe to you, teachers of the law, Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying who are trying to. Well, so let's just keep in our global principle for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. If you're making judgments on people's salvation based on who you think you are, as in exalted to a point, I would say that would be a dangerous thing to be doing. <laughs> well, look, he says what he's, the, the redneck way of saying is don't block the door to the kingdom. Yeah, so always saying. err on the side By the of the way grace. you act, if you're blocking the door to the kingdom, how many people have you heard, and this is outside of Judaism, but this is a modern-day Christianity, how many people have you heard say, well, yeah, I just gave up on all that because there was... You know that thing. The church was full of hypocrites, so I'm out. I a mean, lot. I hear it a lot. Now that may not be fair. I mean, it may just be some person's heart. But I'm saying, if where, however you're living and acting, and what people see in your life is blocking the door to the kingdom, then you need to change. You or if you live. just say you're not welcome here, or 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 I mean, we don't recognize you. The only thing in the Bible that you can make a point on is if somebody, you know, you go to First and Second Corinthians. Well, you have someone living a sinful lifestyle openly in the name of Jesus, you know, open rebellion. And I don't mean where it's, it, you know, if there's any doubt, you offer forgiveness in God's grace and you welcome people into the kingdom. But if there's someone openly living a sinful lifestyle claiming to be a follower of Jesus, you say, well, wait a minute here. 
And you're not necessarily blocking them out of the kingdom. You're just saying, this is obvious, because Galatians 5.19 says the acts of the simple nature are obvious. But, I mean, that's the one exception. In this case, that's not what was going on. They were, for whatever reason, he's already said they weren't trying to lift a finger to help people. And now they're, they're appointed themselves as God-like, and they're saying who's in and who's out based on what, Al? Oh, well, just, I mean, they're... Whatever. Whatever. And, he goes and, on to say you travel over land and sea to win a single convert. This is the second one. Well, this is the second <laughs> one. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, you travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when he becomes one, you make... <laughs> this is rough. This is tough. You make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. That's now, this is there. This is the hellfire and brimstone <laughs> version. But I will say this. You know, what do we do if you skip to modern day? We we point people to Jesus and offer grace. We don't know men's hearts and thoughts. You know, Jesus does. And so t- what what I have a problem is is when it, men who have exalted themselves try to preach a sermon like this. Right. It doesn't usually end well. And look, what he's talking about is, in, in the, from the Jewish perspective, is they would, the word is proselytize, people that from other countries to accept Judaism, accept Yahweh, God, accept the law. And so he's saying you, you go to all this trouble to get somebody in to understand who God is, and then you turn around and make them think it's about them like you think it's about you. In other words, what he's saying is don't draw people to yourself for your, the way you're acting. you got to do something bigger than that. And he says it in a bold way. Yeah. You know? All right, this next one's a little more difficult. So the next one says, Woe to you, this verse 18, blind guides, you say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You may also say if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift on it, he is bound by it. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, he who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Now, to me, to me, it's a lot. He says a lot, but you can boil it down to one simple thing. Don't value a gift more than the one the gift is given to. I mean, the idea is they were looking at everything coming in and seeing more value in that than who it was given to, which is... That's why I came up with the refrigerator salesman, which was kind of... Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. But if it's not plugged into a power Correct. source, you've missed it. It's not going to work. Well, it won't and work. And you can argue about all the features on why this one is better and what it can do. And But in the end, you know, it comes down to it. Ha- you have one job, and it better be a function of you being plugged into the power source who gives all life. And now this is one. Let's take a break. This is one, Jace, that modernizes quite well because we hear this a lot. If it's more about the gift and the giving and the building and the and the how nice everything is and the, the more flashy everything, if it becomes about all those things instead of who we're worshiping, which, let's face it, 
it happens. It happens. Then you're missing the point of what he's saying. The the gift can't be held higher than God. That's right. I mean, I've said it thousands of times. When somebody says, you know, if I just had a miracle, I, I would believe. I'm like, you have you have one who offered himself, and he works miracles. He's bigger than the miracle. Or if they say, you know, if I just had a nice house, we have one who, who can build you a house. Yeah. He's a house builder. If you just do that in every situation, it always works. It That's always right. goes back to the one who should be exalted and the one who should be humble. God should be exalted. We should be humble. Yeah. All the stuff in between doesn't matter. So next one, verse 20. Three, woe to you, teachers of the law, Pharisees, hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, he names them, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a net. A gnat, but swallow a camel. That's a great <laughs> illustration. <laughs> you're you're after the little things, but then you swallow the big one. Well, you know I what I find self-explanatory. It's interesting about yeah. that, Jason. He says the matter, the more important matters of the law, and then he talks about justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You don't typically put those three concepts in with law, but it shows you how that's what's most important. That what's right and what's good. So I, the way I put it is, don't major in minors. I mean, so many yeah. people spend so much time living out the minors and they miss the major. That I is mean, true. It happens all the time. And so yep. what's happening for those guys too. I'll right, do the next one, Dave. All right, 25. What do you teach the law of Pharisees, hypocrites? You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. So do 27, 28, because this is really a part one and part two. It says the same thing. It says, you are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So, you know, I think when I think of this one, I think of the idea, like when I was in Boston uh, earlier this year, people were out there just combing the cemeteries because, you know, there were all these famous patriots buried there that we read about in American history and all that. And I was watching them walk around. Everybody's reading the stuff. And I thought, just like what he's talking about, everybody was interested in the tombstone and who it says was here, but nobody was thinking there was just underneath was just what was left of bones and whatever. Not, not so illustrious. That's the way he described who we are if we focus on the outside and not the inside, which was which, the whole point. Back of to the, my refrigerator illustration. So let's say you have your refrigerator full of food and you accidentally or something happens where it's unplugged. Now on the outside, and even the smell, there might be a hint. You wouldn't smell it, but you would think, whoa, what a beautiful refrigerator. But when you opened it up, especially after a couple of weeks in the hot summertime, I've known that when the hurricane went through. Oh, yeah. My refrigerator looked fine. And I just thought, well, maybe if I keep the door closed, it'll keep it cool. No. When I popped that thing open <laughs> after about three or four days, an immediate gag reflex happened. <laughs> just all ruined 
Uh, but you never would have known it by looking. And I mean, when you look at people's lives, we don't know that. So when you go to church, guess what? There are hypocrites sitting all around you. It's part of the deal. And it's not our job to try to police them all. I mean, we don't know. We offer grace and forgiveness. They've got to stumble up on these types of passages in Jesus's sermon and say, you know what? Who am I trying to kid? You know, I'm, I'm, I got dead, mo- dead man's bones here, yeah. wickedness, evil. I mean, I think that's obvious that that's going on, it, but it's not obvious who those people are. This is where it comes to each person is responsible for their relationship with God. And be honest, you may fool us, you may fool the church, but you're not going to fool God. Yeah, and again, that's a, a great modernization when you see people that only are focused on how they look. We go, They'll say, I go to church. I do this, I do that. And they'll mention the handful of things that are seen. But what about the inside of who you are? I mean, do you really, are you really all in on Jesus? It's hard for people to recognize it because you get so in the habit of acting one way in front of a group of people. And then uh, you have to have a moment somewhere where you're like, what am I doing? That's right. An honest assessment. Yes. You got to be staring at the ceiling one night thinking, who am I trying to kid? You're not going to kid the omnipotent almighty God. It's not going to work. And based on hearing this, that would be terrible if you live a lie your whole Christian life. And I mean, just inwardly, you're self-indulgent and wicked, and then you stand before God. Can you imagine that encounter? I would not want that. So next one, woe to you. Uh, You build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, now this is just famous humanity here. Tell you what. If we had lived in the days of our forefathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the sin of your forefathers. Ooh, that's harsh. But you know, look, we've been doing everybody's hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, if I tell you what, and if that had been me, I mean that's a famous hu- human flaw is to say what you would have done. <laughs> but what he's showing them is, is the same spirit that was there throughout all of Jewish history, when God would raise somebody up that had a message they didn't like, that their answer was, shut him up. And now we're getting to Jesus, and he's the fulfillment of all those prophets, and he goes into that next section of the text saying, you're about to do that to me. That's right. Because right. I am the one. But I'm saying there's an underlying point here. People always love to look at other people's flaws or, right. or missed steps and say, well, I wouldn't have done that. But don't, why don't you just look at yourself? What do you need to do instead of looking back saying, well, I, we wouldn't have done that? I mean, I, look, would it have been a struggle? If you, if you put us in this situation back in a day, where all of a sudden the Savior of the world comes in a manger from a town that's not known for anything, and he built houses, and he's claiming to be the Son of God, it would have been a difficult <laughs> venture to say, you know what, I'm going with this. <laughs> so, okay. So then he calls them snakes again in verse 33. How will you escape being condemned to hell? I think the answer to that was you're not going to escape unless something, you know, repentance here. Therefore, I'm sending you prophets and wise men and teachers. Some of them you kill, crucify, others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue them from town to town. So Which upon they're you, going to do. Yep. Well, well, so upon you will come the righteous blood that has been shed on earth. And he goes back to what happened to Abel, to Zechariah, 
whom you murder between the temple and the altar. I tell you the truth. And 36, this is the key verse. This is a key verse because it says, this will come upon this generation. It's going to happen in the near future. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate for i tell you you will not see me again until you say blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord and then he gets into this signs of the end of the age is what my little title says but it actually he addresses jerusalem's temple where's that verse at in here where it says uh well he said verse two do you end of chapter 24 do you see all these things? Yes, I tell you the truth. Not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. It sounds like Stephen in Acts chapter 7. Yep. The Most High does not live in houses made by men. As the prophet says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me? Right. He's... he's well, he's already referenced about the stones, too, that he is the temple and that what he's going to raise He did that, in John. But, but I just want to say a lot of people go to Matthew 24 and 25 and 26, which is what's coming up, and, and they talk about when Jesus comes back from the future of right now. But, you know, when you read 23 and he dresses all these religious leaders and then he singles out Jerusalem, verse 37 and 23, and then 24, you're actually pointing to the temple and saying, well, there was a historical event that happened in A.D. 70. And we'll talk about that next time. But one thing I'm sure of, that's part of the judgment that he's addressed. What happened in A.D. 70 is part of the upcoming judgment no doubt about it and when he, and you're right because he sets it up in verse 34 and 35 when he says you're going to do this to this next generation meaning his disciples yep. and the believers so we'll get into it i'll say this as we close that last woe the way i put it is whatever you do don't miss jesus <laughs> i mean that's the final exactly. woe. don't miss jesus because that's what they're missing so we'll uh, we'll come back and expand further next time Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.